Okay. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to More Than Words, the Academic Language Coaching Podcast. We are glad you're here. In each episode of season one, we will share strategies for academic language development. This year, we'll focus on ideas that will work in virtual, blended, and face-to-face learning spaces. During the course of the season, you will hear from all the academic language coaches in Title I and hopefully some special guests. Let's get started. Welcome to the first episode of More Than Words, the academic language coaching podcast. Today, we're going to give you the basics, the who, what, why, where, and how of academic language coaching in Wake County Public Schools. Once you listen to this episode, we hope you'll feel like you know us and why we do what we do. Sometimes you'll hear us say academic language, and other times you'll hear us say AL. It's the abbreviation for academic language. In future episodes, we'll begin to explore some academic language development strategies you might want to try in your learning space. Hosting our first episode today, we have with us Laura Ramby, Shade Hinton, Amy Gillum, and myself, Michelle Carr. Let's start by defining academic language. Shade, could you give us the district definition? Wake County's definition states that academic language refers to language that is developed in schools to acquire new and or deeper understanding of the content and communicate that understanding through speaking, writing, reading, and listening. So Sade, what does that definition mean when you hear it? What really resonates with me in defining academic language development is that we're talking about pushing beyond vocabulary and giving students the opportunity to practice speaking, writing, reading, and listening using the precise language of content standards and using those words in context. As a classroom teacher, these practices were so important because they allowed students to eventually deconstruct complex texts, make meaning, and really communicate to deepen and demonstrate their knowledge. So what you're saying, Sade, is academic language is more than words. (laughs) It's also complex sentence structures. That that means it includes grammar and syntax. What I really want to pick up on in your comment is it goes beyond just the language of the textbook. It's rooted in communicating, demonstrating, and understanding the language of school. Can you tell me a little bit more about what people might think when they hear the words academic language development? Well, we've already addressed one major misconception about academic language development and that it does not refer solely to vocabulary. I also think it's important to mention that academic language is not just for English language learners because no student is a native speaker of academic language. So all students need support with developing their use of AL. It is also not just for the ELA teachers. It's true that pieces of AL development are embedded into ELA curriculums. However, all subject areas have language unique to their disciplines. Our secondary teachers may know this as disciplinary literacy. It's for all teachers that walk into every school and every classroom teaching any subject. Yes, Shade, I totally agree. If every student in our district is an academic language learner, then every teacher in our district is an academic language teacher. It's the language that supports the classroom interactions and the way students can express their thinking through reading, writing, speaking, and listening to the thoughts of others and how they respond to the thoughts of others. 
So Sade, it's both the words, phrases, and sentences we say and write, but it's also those language skills that help us participate at high levels in all the different contexts we need to navigate in life. You know, how do we communicate when we're hanging out playing Fortnite with our friends versus how we communicate when we're presenting research findings at a science convention? Totally different ways of communicating, totally different words, totally different behaviors. Okay, ladies, let's move on to the why. Why is academic language development so important? Well, Amy, as part of Title I, our work is grounded in ESSA, or the Every Student Succeeds Act. Title I funding is provided to school districts in order to provide additional assistance to students from low-income families. So our charge is to ensure that all students meet challenging academic standards, regardless of their circumstances. We want to eliminate predictability, and academic language development is a really big part of that. Research tells us that academic language proficiency acts as a bridge or a ladder that provides access to academic success for all kids. Michelle, what did you want to share about the why of academic language development? Well, in keeping with the purpose of ESSA, I wanted to share this quote by Margot Gottlieb. She's a co-founder of WIDA. There is a tremendous diversity of languages, cultures, competencies, and experiences among our students. While no two students enter school with the same set of life circumstances, all require strong academic language to ultimately succeed. This to me reminds me of the value each and every student adds to the classroom and how it's easy to forget the value in learning the language of each and every subject area. I think sometimes we may make assumptions or assume that students know the language of schools as they get older. I believe that the new speaking and listening standards have begun to put emphasis on the urgency of language and how it is developed in schools. Sade, what quote do you wanna share with this podcast? One of my favorite quotes from the research that guides our work around academic language comes from an article by Eli Johnson titled Bridging Gaps in Language, Literacy and Achievement. In the article, he references this quote by Francis Rivera, Lasson Rivera. Mastery of academic language is arguably the single most important determinant of academic success. To be successful academically, students need to develop the specialized language of academic discourse that is distinct from conversational language. This for me is important because when our students, even when our students have ideas in their minds that they may wanna share, they may often lack the confidence, the precise language and syntax to communicate what they know effectively. And this can become a barrier to academic success for some of our learners. So we've talked about the what and the why. Can you tell us a little bit about how coaching might happen with teachers? Well, as academic language coaches, we support teachers with reflection, planning, and in-class support, developing strategy skills and goal setting, all in an effort to eliminate predictability of achievement. Okay, and Michelle, can you tell us, is this coaching process the same for every teacher? Good question, Laura. We collaborate with teachers to identify their desired learning goals based on the needs of their students. I mean, our teachers are professionals and more often than not, they know where they wanna go and how they can improve their craft. We also work together to find out the best coaching method for each teacher. These coaching activities may include modeling, co-teaching lessons that implement academic language strategies. It could be coaching conversations with teachers to plan lessons and reflect on the ways we may or may not be meeting the teacher's desired learning goals. 
We feel that in order for this process to work, it's best that teachers know and feel that they have ownership in this process of working together through instructional decisions that meet the needs of their classroom. And what about in our current context with blended and remote learning? Is anything different because of COVID-19? Well, that's a great question, Amy. Um, and right now, coaches are meeting with teachers virtually, of course, but typically we like to meet face-to-face. -face. Building relationships is really an important part of coaching. Once schools are operating face-to-face -face again, we hope to be able to do so as well. But of course, we always follow the district guidance. Laura, where can I find information about the academic language coaches and how they can help me? Well, an AL coach is assigned to support every Title I funded elementary school and some middle schools as well. You can find the coach assigned to your school as well as her contact information in this episode's show notes. If you don't see your school listed anywhere, uh, but you would like to initiate support, you can reach out to me and I'll help you get the ball rolling. In today's episode, we hope that we've given you a little bit of information about who we are as academic language coaches. We have had a brief discussion about the importance of academic language development and what it is. We've learned a little bit about how we work and now you know where you might find us. For more information, see our show notes for More Than Words, Episode 1. We've linked in the article that Shadi mentioned, photos and profiles of all of our academic language coaches, as well as the full script of this episode. If any teachers out there would like to have a coaching conversation or would like support with implementing more academic language development in their classrooms, feel free to reach out to us. We are excited to support you. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes of More Than Words. In future episodes, we'll dive into the role of academic language development in a healthy classroom community. We'll also explore what to do when students are silent in your blended, virtual, or face-to-face -face classroom. We'll define and discuss ways to provide opportunities for purposeful student interaction. And finally, since we know that students are all in different places, we'll explore ways to differentiate instruction to support their needs. See you next time on More Than Words.